Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expat. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. What is training camp gets going in the next uh, week or so? Some teams already in training camp. Uh, the NFL world furious with a former head coach. Now, this is a story that started last week and has continued over the weekend, and it involves Ben McAdoodoo, the former head coach of the Giants, who was such a hot mess as coach of the Giants that he got let go for doing the right thing. Ben McAdoo realizing that Elijah Manning was a punk and a bum tried to bench him. Now, his mistake Uh, Ben McAdoo was that he had no one there. There wasn't even an average quarterback. Geno Smith was the other quarterback for the the Giants that he decided to go with, which if you could find the one guy that makes Elijah Manning look good, that would be Geno Smith. So anyway, Ben McAdoo lost his job and ever since then has been in hiding. He's been in the witness protection program, hiding in the shadows, in the weeds. Uh, And he came out last week, the former Giants coach, tossing a bunch of verbal haymakers and some hand grenades in a very non-PC interview. And one of the the great things that we do here late at night when people are out of the studio and we sneak in here is that we expose the nonsense, right? That the, the language of sports is one where you cannot be honest, that you have to use code words and different things. You can't just say a guy sucks, it's he's hurt or he's... He's struggling with some unknown illness. And even when players that used to be good now suck, you still have to refer to them by what they used to be. You can no longer refer to them by what they are today. It's a weird situation in the sporting world, which is uh, very amusing to me. And so you have Ben McAdoo, who came out. Now, over the weekend, the NFL attempted to push back at McAdoo, specifically his critique of the team that won the Super Bowl, the Eagles. And if you were not paying attention because you were doing other stuff, you might have missed it. Ben McAdoo said 
that, and I'm, I'll give you the short version of this. He thinks the defending champions of the NFL and the NFC East, the Eagles, are going to fade into oblivion in 2018 because, quote, they're going to have a hard time handling success. That was the quote from Ben McEnany. As a result of that, that we were off to the races. The bugle was sounded. The cavalry came galloping in to defend Philadelphia's NFL team. And I wanted to talk about that part of it. Now, Doug Peterson, who has been carried around and had his toes rubbed by those lunatics in Philly, he acknowledged Ben McAdoo's concern. The Eagles coach, he admitted that that is a concern, but he added that he hasn't seen any complacency set in with the Eagles so far uh, at this point. Of course, training camp hasn't started. So the question is this, does Ben McAdoo have a point about the Eagles? Because all these people are unhinged trying to defend the Philadelphia football team. I, I don't get the defense. I don't get it. To me, this is not an outrageous statement. So absolutely, Ben McAdoo has, he has a point. He's got a fair point when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles. My perspective on this, you've got time-tested, one-hit wonders, and poison. And we will mix all of this together. Now, A, this is not some kind of outrageous position by Ben McAdoo. I know outrageous positions. I know when there's an outrageous position. This is not it. You got to think about it. Only the Patriots have been able to dodge the effects of the Super Bowl hangover. For the most part, right? It is a time-tested theory in the National Football League and other sports outside of the NBA. NBA teams are immune to this. But in the other sports, it is a legit situation. You can call it the winner's curse, whatever you want to call it, but it has taken down a many a team. Players get satisfied. You can say they don't put in the work, or they put in work. It just doesn't have the same edge to it. It just doesn't have the same edge to it. And now the Eagles, they have the bullseye right there, square on their back, in Philadelphia, and the, the line that gets repeated time and again, it gets repeated because it's accurate as you go from the hunter to the hunted. It's a much different situation. Even though the Patriots have been regulars in the Super Bowl over the last 20 years with Belichick and Tom Brady, even they have not won back-to-back in a while. The last time an NFL team went back and won a Super Bowl again the following year, was the Patriots. But you've got to go back almost 15 years, the 04-05 Patriots. That's it. Uh, since then, there have been a bunch of teams, just like the Eagles, strutting around like a peacock, right? You know, flexing their muscles, pumping their chest out about how great they are and how they're going to go back and win it again. And every single one of them went belly up by the time the Super Bowl ended. Many of them not even getting to the postseason. The following year. So the, the history of the NFL is not on the Eagles' side. Now, that, ha- that is what has happened. That doesn't guarantee it's going to happen again. And B, the, the Eagles certainly look to be a good team, but it's not a great roster, right? I mean, would, would it be shocking if the Philadelphia Eagles went sideways? wouldn't be shocking at all. wouldn't be surprised at all if the Philadelphia Eagles missed the playoffs this year. Uh, certainly, if you look at the NFC and if you're objective about it, I would much rather have the Rams, the Saints, and the Vikings than the Eagles in the NFC. You toss away the hero worship that the animals who follow the Eagles have provided, and we know that it, it, it can be toxic, right? It can be it can be toxic. Treating these football players like gods, which is what they've done in Philadelphia, right? That's what they've done here for the last uh, several months. It was so ridiculous. Over the weekend, I saw some video on the internet that they closed down a street to rebroadcast the Super Bowl, like to have an outdoor party there. They had the Super Bowl. Did you see that? Oh, no. Imagine living in a place where there's no entertainment, that this is what you have to do. Think about it. It's July, right? Beautiful weather, nice warm weather, and these lunatics, these morons, closed down a street they put up a big board to watch the Super Bowl. They got nothing else going on in their lives. It's very bizarre. This, the Eagles are it. I mean, the, 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 you look at the Philadelphia sports team. The Phillies 
Not that anyone's really thinking they're legit, but they have a good team this year, and they're closing down streets to watch the Super Bowl again. If you're an Eagle player, how do you avoid this? You can't. You're surrounded by it. You're surrounded by this, right? This constant buffet of compliments. It's an assembly line. Wherever you go, you get your ego massaged, right? That's what you do. You end up getting an inflated self value, inflated head. And I I certainly have the Eagles as a one-hit wonder until proven otherwise. How can anyone have the Eagles outside of the one-hit wonder category? And who the hell knows how much damage was done to Carson Wentz? The the counter-argument I keep hearing is, well, yeah, but they didn't have Carson Wentz in the playoffs, and now Carson Wentz is going to come back. And, man, oh, man, it's been dubbed the Carson Wentz revenge tour. Have you heard that? That's right. Some people say this is going to be the revenge tour of Carson Wentz. Let me play devil's advocate. Carson Wentz had a major ACL injury. I saw it. I was at that game. It was a Rams-Eagles game. I was there when the Eagles found out. I was outside the Eagles locker room when they found out that Carson Wentz was down for the count. They, they had to bring a golf cart down for Carson Wentz to drive him up the tunnel underneath the Coliseum because he couldn't walk up there. Hobbled, right? Carson Wentz is not 100% today. He might never be 100% again. This idea that Carson Wentz, they've got this magic wand and they placed it on the knee of Carson Wentz and abracadabra, hocus pocus, presto, the guy's good to go. That's just not reality. There's a, a, a very good chance of lingering effects that will haunt Carson Wentz, certainly in the 2018 season, if not the rest of his career. We know he's going to play now with a with a giant knee brace, which means mobility is going to be limited. If you turn into a statue as a quarterback in the modern NFL that can only stay in the pocket, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I'm going to go with that being a problem. The ability to extend plays is something that is needed. Now, there is a limit to that. You can't just run around all the time. You get yourself killed, but you have to have the ability to do it. It's not trigonometry. It's football, right? Carson Wentz is certainly damaged goods. We know that. And if you think Nick Foles is going to catch lightning in a bottle again, I will bet against him again, and I will be victorious this time. That's going to happen. If if he ends up in there, they should have gotten rid of him while his value was high is what they should have done with Nick Foles. He's a marginal, below-average NFL quarterback. Now, the last thing, the parting shot on this, the NFC is stacked. Right, the NFC is stacked with, with elite teams. The NFC East doesn't look all that great. I'll give you that. Right? I don't see a lot there. The Cowboys, I'm not sold on Dakota Prescott. He has certainly gone the wrong direction in his career. It was terrible the last eight games of last year. It appeared NFL teams figured him out. Uh, we'll see if that's the case here at the beginning of the 2018 season. The Giants are a hot mess. The Redskins have Alex Smith. So there's not too much to get all worked up about about the NFC East. But the overall NFC, with, again, you look at that Rams, Saints, Vikings, and then there's wild card teams that are being hyped up like the 49ers and others. Uh, you know, Plus, look at the Eagles. The Eagles' big move this offseason, unless I missed something here, their big move this offseason was to go out and get a vial of poison and put in the locker room, otherwise known as Michael Bennett, locker room cancer 101, who was picked up from the Seattle Seahawks, who also, who also, by the way, uh, is near the, the back nine there of his career. That's a bold strategy by the Eagles front office to pick up a declining malcontent in Michael Bennett and put him in the locker room. Good luck on that. That'll go very well for the Eagles. What could possibly go wrong with that weird science experiment? Nothing at all could go wrong. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox, we'll talk about that. You are more than welcome to join the conversation. The the lines, we will open them up here. Just hit that button right there. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And you can be part of it. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. It's right, right over there, hanging out. 
Happy uh, happy baseball all-star break yeah. to you. Yeah, let me tell you something. This is the week traditionally a lot yes. of these gas bags take off. They can't handle it. Not we- you, though. No, no, I'll be doing three shows on Monday. How about that? I'll be moonlighting in Boston on Monday night, which I – let me tell you something, Eddie. This is a test. This is a test of wills is what this is, okay? I might have to pull out some of my standard evergreen programming. No, not you. You don't do that. No, I don't believe in that. You know I don't believe in that. But I have it in my back pocket if I need it. I can go to it. Even you have to sometimes stoop that low, huh? Well, it is all-star. But here's, yeah. the, here's the odd thing. Like, And I explained this to a friend of mine in the business over the week. I'm texting a friend. I said, it's very bizarre to me that so many of these people take off all-star week when most of the mainstream talk shows don't even talk about baseball. Like, I don't get that is uh, That is legitimate, yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, no. like, like I'm looked down upon in the industry because I talk about baseball a lot. And people think that's, you know, what am I doing here? I'm programming to 80 year olds. I'm talking about, I like baseball. Uh, but my point is, like, like, these guys that take off, they're like, oh, there's nothing to talk about because it's All Star Week. But you don't even talk about baseball anyway. So it's going to be the same stories about football, basketball. There'll be 8 million Kawhi Leonard trade rumor stories this week because they're going to have to make stuff up and then debunk it to get through the week. And so there'll be th- those kind of stories. And somebody else, some other player will come out unhappy demanding a trade. There'll be another layer to the Jimmy Butler story in Minnesota. He's not happy. Or they're going to have to trade a Carl Anthony Towns. There'll be a couple of those stories this week to, to feed the big monster that is the sports content machine. No doubt. We've uh, been doing this for a little while. You've yeah. been hosting for quite some time. I've been doing what I'm doing for a while. And I've, I, I've seen exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's a oh. tradition unlike any other. Exactly. It'll be All-star break content. Yes. Uh, now, some shows, I, I didn't, people say, well, you, I, I'm already looking here. Well, why didn't you mention the World Cup? It was on Fox. I just, I feel like if I was doing a show in France or Croatia, I would have begun the show with that, but I'm not. I'm doing a show. I, I, it was a big event. People watched. I'm sure the ratings were pretty good on Fox for the World Cup finale, but I just, I can't, I can't drum up. What am I going to talk? Pam Anderson? I mean, that's the angle I was going to go with, that Pam Anderson's dating one of the guys who, from the French team. Really? She's 51, really? he's 32. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, how about that? I, I, I did go to a uh, a World Cup watch party. That must have been a were, bummer. There were extenuating circumstances, as you know. Uh, there's yeah. a My wife is of Croatian heritage. There's a large Croatian community there where I live in San Pedro. Yeah. So uh, we I got it. I saw your post. Yeah. It looked like a lot of fun, though. It, well, it, it was it was fun to start. Uh, yeah. And then it, it's not going to have one so fun. But uh we got up at six in the morning to uh, haul our asses down there and uh, oh, get a good spot. Nice. And uh, no six in the morning, I can't get oof, up at six I, in the morning. I tell you, I can't get up at six in the morning. The, lar- take- the alarm clock went off, and uh, <laughs> I said, "You know what? Maybe let's just stay home and watch it." And then we kind of went back and forth, and you know, said, "You know what? This may never happen again in our lives. Let's let's get our asses out of bed and go down there and." Yeah. And you know, hopefully it'll be fun. And it was it was a fun experience, but eh, the game wasn't so great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't. Are we supposed to celebrate the France win? I mean, I don't. We talk about the Lakers summer league game today. Oh, there's oh, Roberto. Roberto. There he is, Roberto. I, I got a funny story about the summer league. <laughs> LeBron I, was there. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Friday, I was checking in with a couple of. I was just sending some texts out to some people I know, randomly, and I text one of them, and he texts me back, "Hey, I'm in Vegas. I'm at the Venetian. I'm in town for the summer league." <laughs> he like went to Vegas for the for the week. No, nice. come on! I swear you to went, God, no, he went to Vegas and no. he was like, "Oh well, the summer league." No, this guy, I he know, did not go specifically no, this, for the this summer. This gentleman league. I know who's a sycophant like Roberto oh. and Coop, right? They're into this. They they want the back to back championship. We're gonna get back to back. That's right. That's right. And the, remember, the Lakers were back last year when they won the summer league, and then they went right out and missed the playoffs. But so I think this is going to cement the fact that they're back. That they, if they can win this summer, what a big win over the Pistons. That I mean, huge. Well, that, let me let me just say this. I, I also don't get the people that go to spring training and make that a big deal either. So I'm not I'm not preseason sports guy at all. No, not, not none of it. Not, not NFL. Not, not hockey. Hall nothing. of Fame game. You've been to the Hall of Fame game. What are you talking about? Well, didn't you go to the Hall of Fame game? I did, but it was only because this, yeah. the, my favorite team was playing my wife's favorite team, and so there was kind of the perfect storm. We we left at halftime. Well, so. here's my position on preseason right? exhibition season. Like, I used to be really into spring training, but I felt like, maybe I'm completely wrong on this, but when I was into spring training, it was just like, it was an odd, quirky thing. Now it's been monetized and corporatized, and it's they charge almost regular season prices for spring training yeah. baseball. I remember, when I went to Vero Beach years ago for spring training, it was, 
It was it reminded me of Little League. They didn't even have dugouts in Florida for Dodgers spring training. And so the selling point you're saying is that was a chance for fans to get closer to these big yes, leaguers than it, ever before. Yeah, you could get in. It was laid back. There were like 95 year old security guards. You know, you, you just like it was just like a totally laid back thing. Now it's they, they're trying to make it like the regular season. The summer league, I don't get it. I don't get that. That's not even exhibition. That's guys battling for the 15th spot on the roster. I don't understand that at all. Well, see, I can I can explain it because, like you said, now, like, first of all, with baseball, spring training, it's close to, you know, regular season game prices, which, by the way, with baseball, regular season game, you know, tickets aren't that expensive to begin with. Well, so you they, can go- uh, I don't know. Well, if you want a good seat, they're expensive. Uh, you can yeah. sit behind home plate in, in, like, the first few rows of the upper level for, like, you know, 20 bucks. That's yeah. not That's not bad. To see a Lakers game, you have to have some money for that in the regular season. So, because the Lakers gouge their fans, they've always done that. They've always stuck it to their fans. How can you support a franchise that gouges their? You got to pay a premium to watch the greatest franchise in the history. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They've been really good the last couple years. Let me tell you something. I've enjoyed. This has been the golden era of Laker basketball. I've loved it. Well, when you're the number one draw in the city of Los Angeles, <laughs> yes, you can clearly. charge these kind of prices. Well, I saw, I read over the story, the weekend, several people sent me the story in the LA Times, the people's team, the Clippers. I think that guy stole, <laughs> no, the, the real the, Angelinos. The dumbest headline in no, LA no, Times no, history. No, 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 they stole, that guy stole it from, I've been saying that for how many years I've been saying that? Well, what else are you going to say, to be fair? Well, I, mean, that's, I could say a lot of other things. No, right. you can't. All right, spoke, all right, we'll press on here. 877-99 on Fox. I, I feel like I've got a barrage of Eagle fans ready to attack. Oh, I'm sure good. that's true. Yeah. No, they're lined up that here. That wasn't planned at all. Not at all. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's all you have to do. It's all you have to do. So things are, are going... A- not as planned there in St. Louis. Uh, the the uh, cheating Cardinals entering the All Star break two games over five hundred, seven and a half games out of first place behind the Cubs in the National League Central. And so, what did the Cardinals do over the weekend while you were not paying attention? The cheating Cardinals decided, let's fire our manager. They whacked their skipper. He gone. Uh, I don't know if you paid attention to this. You might have missed it because you know. If you're not a cardinal apologist for the cheating cardinals, you probably did not did not do a deep dive you're on fired. this. That's right. Now Mike Matheny was told that let go by the Redbirds. So I wanted to talk about this. Now the Cardinals handed Matheny a pink slip on Saturday. They lost that on Saturday, eight to two, to the Cincinnati Reds. His final record was uh, a bunch of games over 500, five hundred, a five fifty five winning percentage. In his time in St. Louis, a one game over 500 this year. Then the Cardinals won on Mon- on Sunday, rather. So they end up at the All Star break, two games over 500 here in 2018. The cheating Cardinals ownership praising Mike Matheny, the guy they just fired. Uh, so they're, they're celebrating him as a great baseball man, as a moral man, while dumping him. And they claim that this was simply a need of her different voice here. That's a, that's all it is, and that the, the Cardinals were very happy with the job that Mike Matheny did. So the question on this one, are you going to buy or sell that being the case for the Cardinals, that Matheny did a great job and that they simply needed a different voice? I am going to sell this. I am not going to buy this. And my thoughts are you've got a high spin rate, rebellion, and misleading. All of those things, we will mix all of this together. Now, number one, the cheating Cardinals are trying to cover up the stench, the odor coming out of the clubhouse. This is a mediocre baseball team in every way. Mike Matheny is popular in baseball circles. I understand that. I get that. He's a baseball lifer. He's devoted to to the game, and they say he's got a heart of gold, right? God-fearing man and all that. So what you're getting right now is a very high spin rate out of St. Louis. You are, right? Nevertheless, his managerial skills leave much to be desired. Now, do I watch every Cardinal game? No, I don't. I don't watch every Cardinal game, but I've seen enough Cardinal games over recent years, to know that Mike Matheny does not have the Midas touch when it comes to pitching changes. He does not 
seem to have a grasp, even though he's been a manager in the major leagues for a number of years, does not have a great grasp of how to use the bench players, which has become a big issue now because baseball players have gone soft and they need a lot of days off. And Matheny uh, originally was just burning his everyday players, God forbid. And then once he got criticized for that, then he went the other way and he, he did a 180 the other direction and try to get back at his critics. Uh, but there's more than that, right? And so that's part of the reason, but it isn't the real reason, the total reason why Matheny was let go. The second thing here, Mike Matheny was dumped because it's the same story every time a manager is let go. He lost the locker room. It is as simple as that. Now, what is my evidence? Right? What is my evidence? Mike Matheny, it, two very public dusts up here. He got into it with Dexter Fowler, the veteran outfielder Dexter Fowler of St. Louis. Fowler, who's got an $82 million contract with the Redbirds, has been not only a baseball player, he has been a total failure this season. Batting 176 at the All-Star break with seven home runs. That's including a home run he hit on Sunday and 26 RBIs for the Cheatin' Cardinals. It is believed that Dexter Fowler helped lead a bit of a revolt, if you will, against Matheny amongst the veteran players on the Cheatin' Cardinals. And then the final blow is Matheny got into it with one of the younger Cardinal players, a pitcher by the name of Jordan Hicks, who throws 100,000 miles an hour and throws gas up there, right? I mean, he's he's one of the top fireballers in baseball for young pitchers. So Jordan Hicks was upset with Matheny because Matheny, he was using these old school techniques. He had this, this other player named Bud Norris, this pitcher, who supposedly was riding Hicks at the direction of Matheny because Jordan Hicks, the young baseball player for St. Louis, is said to be a dog. Uh, he doesn't work hard. And so Matheny's strategy was to get another player to, quote, mercilessly uh, ride Hicks to, to get on him and just harass him. And it turns out that the millennial ball player does not handle the old school technique very well. So what happened? The younger cheating Cardinals players, they turned against Matheny. So you got Dexter Fowler on one side of the locker room leading a revolt for the veteran players. Now you've got the younger players because uh, upset with Matheny because of what Jordan Hicks was going through, and you can do the arithmetic, right? The, the, the key to managing in professional baseball or coaching in any sport is a balancing act. You have to keep the guys that hate you away from the guys that are undecided, right? A certain, certain percentage of the locker room is going to like you. A certain percentage is going to hate you. But there's guys in the middle, and if you get those guys to flip, you're done. And that appears to be what happened here with Mike Matheny, because of his position with Fowler and Hicks, there was a burgeoning rebellion for the Cheatin' Cardinals. And sure enough, eventually it led to the head of Mike Matheny. He is out. Now, the last thing here. Right? Many believe that Joe Girardi, late of the Yankees, is going to end up the next skipper of the Cheatin' Cardinals. He is said to be the favorite. The question becomes, do they hire him this week? The all-star break, do they hire Girardi right now and let him start the second half of the season, or do they wait until after the season, let the interim manager take over? Of course, the risk with the interim manager is if the Cardinals play good baseball, you then keep the interim manager based on a very small sample size. Look, Cincinnati has played pretty good basketball with since they got rid of Price. The price was not right, and now the belief is that at this point, the Reds are going to keep the interim manager and get rid of the Jim Riggleman interim label and keep him around. So, But I, w- I would argue that if you look at the math here, St. Louis is a misleading four games behind the wild card race. They don't pass the eyeball test. They're, they have played like a mediocre team. They have a roster that appears to be a mediocre roster It doesn't look, feel, or perform like a playoff team. The Cardinals offensively have been relatively dormant this season. They're 20th in runs scored for the Cheatin' Cardinals, 19th in slugging, 20th in on-base percentage. The pitching has been the bright spot, but even that is a mixed bag. The starters have been in the middle of the pack in baseball. The ERA has been pretty good. The Cardinals also got rid of a couple of coaches 
the, the hitting coaches, John Mayberry and Bill Miller. How dare them get rid of Bill Miller? That's my cousin. Can't believe that. They got rid of him. Uh, but that, you know, that shows you that the, the hitting was an issue in addition to the chasm in the locker room. All right, he's the, the Ben Maller horrible, Show. Horrible, horrible, really bad. That's right. He's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we press on here. And we say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat <laughs> Willie. Judas Garcia. Well, we got some bad news, Eddie. I'm not going to well, hide from it. That's too bad. What happened? Yeah, well, my friend Rusev did, did not win, Eddie, at the, the WWE Championship event in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> AJ Styles defeating oh, Rusev. Oh, no. I actually watched this, and uh, Rusev injured early in the fight there. He, he, uh, he took an awkward bump there early on. An from the awkward top, bump. Well, off the top rope there, and he had a left leg injury throughout. Now, I'm convinced if he hadn't been hurt, he would have won. Of course. I'm sure that was no acting that took place either. I'm sure that was a legitimate so injury. So you, you pay a subscription to WWE to watch huh. this pay-per-view? Ben, he said you watched it. Uh, Roberto, you have a lot to learn, my friend. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a talk, Roberto. Okay, there's a. Let's just say oh, I, maybe, uh, maybe I, I went you. to somebody else's house, or maybe you know there's no. other ways to watch these things. You know, there's other <laughs> ways to, to watch these you. things. Ben doesn't pay for those things, Roberto. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, 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 maybe I didn't watch it. Maybe I'm just imagining that I watched it. How about that? <laughs> I don't know. I could have gone to a friend's house that has the WWE Network, but I was devastated. Like you have friends, you know, and, and it's disrespect to Rusev. Everyone loves Rusev. Okay. Everyone loves this guy, Rusev. It's, he's wonderful, uh, Rusev. And, and he's got a hot wife. And, yeah, well, of course. But this is the most prestigious title in professional wrestling. And, again, disrespecting Rusev, this was not the main event. All right? It was on the card, but it was not the showcase event. And how – Maller Militia, we love our Rusev Day. Every day is Rusev Day in the Maller Militia. We love Rusev Day. The man's a friend of the show. He's a listener to the show, the great Rusev. And you're telling me that the WWE and Vince McMahon, they can't give this man beloved by every man, woman, and child in America that watches professional wrestling. They can't give him main event billing. What kind of crap is that? And then the guy gets hurt. And I would hope that's not writing. I would hope that the writers did not force Rusev to fake an injury. I would like to think that was a legitimate injury that Rusev suffered. Otherwise, he would have killed that punk AJ Styles. Who the hell likes AJ Styles? Nobody. Maybe Rusev is going on some kind of vacation and they had to, you know, make something up. How dare you. Rusev, no days off for Rusev. No days off. for You know, Rusev Day is a holiday in Tennessee. Did you know? I saw that over the weekend. Several members of the militia. know that. Yeah, it's a real thing. Now we've got to get Congress to act. Who's against a new federal holiday? Rusev Day. Wouldn't that be great? No. Rusev Day. Yeah, be good. I'm, I'm the, not against it. The day after the Super Bowl. What do you think, Eddie? The day after the Super Bowl, Rusev Day. If it's a paid day. holiday, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll work anyway, but I'll just use it I as won't. later on, you know. Save it. I noticed, by the way, that Koopa Loop over there. Yeah. Yeah. He changed his avatar. You see oh, that? really? Yeah. No, I did not see that. He put his, he put his, uh, his uh, what is that, your headshot you put up there, uh, Coop? Not really a headshot, it's just a picture. <laughs> yeah, it's a picture. Is that from his awards thing he went to? Yeah, he was at a big Hollywood, Koopa Loop was at a, he's going back to his Hollywood roots. We're going to lose him <laughs> oh, to Liar Liar. They're going to make another Liar Liar. Coop's going to leave us. You Come on, Coop, you got it in your blood. Come on, you got the acting in your blood still, Coop. Come on. I would never leave. Yeah, you would. That's what Danny told me, too. He's gone. Um, I, yeah, well, you know. No, but you you were at a big Hollywood event over the weekend. How did that go? It was pretty cool. It was uh, yeah. it was good. It was good to be back. Good free food. Um, <laughs> I mean, there were like, it was a it was a kids awards kind of thing. So there was like, gumballs. There I was mean- YooHoo <laughs> oh. and uh, like Oreos and oh. like cracker, you know, peanut butter cracker sandwiches. So this was not craft services that was providing. The- no, yeah. no, but you know, it was yeah. all right. So did you? Are you like a hero to kid actors that you are someone that was a child <laughs> star and now you've gone on as an adult? They can look up to you. I, you know, there were there were a couple kids that uh, that said that they were uh, that they were fans and yeah inspired. So that was pretty cool. What what award did you give out and who won? Can you announce that or uh, is it going to be on TV somewhere or is it uh... yeah, I, uh, here locally? Okay, I believe. On television. Yes, local. all right, KDOC. But uh, yeah, no, um, I, it was a couple different awards. Honestly, I. Uh, couldn't tell you the names now. You I, yeah. 
<laughs> Memorable night for Justin Cooper. No, it was cool. It was the biggest night in these fine. kids' lives, and Coop's already forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> but Ben, what I want to know What's that, Coop? is when your monologue is going to be about the, the biggest event over the weekend. What would that be? Is that Well, the World Series of Poker, of the course. A new champion was crowned. Well, you yeah, to talk about n- that? Well, no, because it's not somebody that listens to our show. If, if our friend uh, in, in Vegas had won... We would have done a whole tribute to that. But no, did you watch the... Of course I watched. And not, and not only did I watch, Ben, they they went heads up when it gets down to, to two players on, yeah. the, on the poker table. And they, they went for like eight and a half, nine hours. It, it went overnight, Saturday night into Sunday morning. Didn't end until six in the morning. Sounds terrible. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> Sounds horrible. It was one of the greatest main <laughs> events of all time. So why don't you enter? You play poker, Coop. Why don't you enter? What's the buy-in? And I had a friend of mine that wanted me to, to go 50-50. He said if he won, he would give me you know, <laughs> half of the winnings. But isn't it like a lot of money to enter, like thousands of dollars to enter the World Series of Poker? It is $10,000 10 to grand. enter. Yes. Let's get Mallard Militia to, you to know, pay for money. Coop. Yeah. Would you do it, Coop, if we came up with ten grand for you to enter that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I would. would do it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> now, are you good enough to win, though? I mean, we no. No, you're not. No, I mean, you know, Could luck, you... luck plays a part, but if I felt confident enough in my abilities to win, I would enter myself. That is that is the ultimate goal one day. But if we came up with it, if we, you know, we have some high rollers that listen to this show. And then I would absolutely give it a shot next year, 100%. I would, I would video blog the entire experience. I yeah. would wear Ben Maller paraphernalia. Oh, now, now, that's, <laughs> now we're in. <laughs> you got to wear those thick sunglasses, though, and the hat. You got to have the whole, the whole getty up, man. You got to have the, the whole I'll, I'll wear a, I'll wear my hoodie. Well, even if you yeah. finish, right, you finish like number like 20th, don't you get like a Good chunk of amount of money back. Twentieth, you get a huge amount of money. It this year there were s- over seven thousand entries. Wait, wait, hold on a sec. Seven thousand times ten thousand. Holy <laughs> Moses! Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. So I believe they paid out all the way to one thousand one hundred and forty second place this year. Wow. And how much is that? Fifteen thousand. Fifteen grand. So if you finish. Well, not last, but if you finish in the money, aren't there some people that enter and then they're out like right away? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, that could that could happen. Just wow, within minutes of sitting down. Wow, what a way to burn through ten grand! <laughs> but the, <laughs> the winner got eight point eight million. Wow, eight point eight million. Damn. Uh, and is this just regular guy, or is this like a computer nerd, or is this guy like a you know a Mensa like Rain Man, or do we know anything about this guy? Is he like a regular dude, or is he a a brainiac? No, I mean, I, I think he's a he's a regular dude. Uh, yeah, it's from Indianapolis, right? Is that what I I read somewhere? I, I believe so. Yeah. John Sin is his name. So is he set up now? What is what does that lead to if you win the World Series of Poker? Where do you go from that? You oh, I mean, now he's going to get sponsorships and there's he's a gonna, world. There's like the poker tour you can go. Yeah, on exactly. And, he's yeah. going to go around the world, play more tournaments, and yeah, yeah no, he's got it made now. Living a life of Riley now. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Time adjusted, Maller to the third degree. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. Yeah. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. I'll be the one doing the grilling. Koopa Loop, what do we have here on the agenda? Well, Todd Gurley was quoted as, uh, by the LA Times over the weekend saying that NFL players are upset about the NBA contracts that have been getting signed this offseason. He was quoted as saying, I just want like $80 million and these guys are getting $150 million. Ben, is Gurley wasting his breath? Yeah. Number 30, Todd Gurley. Uh, listen, this sounds like me when I go to management and say, well, I'd like to be paid as much as Colin Cowherd. And they say, oh, they can't. I, if you want to get a belly laugh from management at Fox, wait till I go in for my negotiation. I say, I should get as much money. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this is never going to happen. If Todd Gurley wants $80 million, you know my advice? Learn how to hit a jump shot. That is my advice. All right. Go play basketball or play soccer. Uh, that's what you got to do. A, I'll tell you why. It is simple arithmetic. The NBA has 15-man rosters. The NFL has 53-man rosters. NBA has 82 games of inventory that they sell. Now, granted, all the star players don't show up. Plus, 
If every round of the playoffs goes seven games, that's an extra 28 postseason games of advertising. Four series that could go seven games. NFL teams, the most games they can play that anyone pays attention to, the 16-game regular season, and if you're a wild card team, you're talking about four playoff games. If you go all the way to the Super Bowl, that's it. So you do the math, it doesn't work out. And B, the NFL owners have built up a gigantic war chest. Now, the players, if they think they can then strike, and if they want to strike, that's fine. You know, that's fine. Strike, go for it. But the owners are going to win. They can outlast it. And and over time, it's been proven, NFL players don't matter. They don't. They can. They would hold tryouts, and there would be scab players coming in there, and over time, they would be forgotten. The NFL players would be forgotten. They could pull it off. They could absolutely pull it off. People just want to see the games. And I've seen enough work stoppages in my time in talk radio to know that this is one of those things where you pull for the corporate guy. You don't pull for the player. You don't pull for the employee. The people just want to watch football, so they will side with ownership. All right, next. Well, now, despite the fact that the Timberwolves made the playoffs for the first time in 13 seasons, there have been questions about the progress of Andrew Wiggins. However, owner Glenn Taylor spoke to the media and said that you have to be careful not to give up on a guy that young. Ben, would you not give up on Wiggins just yet? Well, I wouldn't be married to Andrew Wiggins. That's a tough hill to die on. I haven't seen enough of Andrew Wiggins' of dominance where I'd say, well, i got to keep this guy around. Uh, number one, if you look at his production on the surface, you'd say, wow, he's average. I think he's averaging like 20 points a game in his career. He's 23 years old. you say, how would you ever get rid of that? But when you dig deeper, he's not a winning player, right? He's not. In fact, if you go by uh, some of the more advanced stats that the basketball wonks love so much, Wiggins is actually the third worst player in the NBA in terms of TPA. Now, I don't even know what TPA is, but I think it's important. Uh, and that is they incorporate the amount of playing time and then it's per possession, offense and defense, your effectiveness on both defense and offense. And according to that statistic, TPA, Wiggins is the third worst player. Only De'Aaron Fox of Sacramento and Carmelo Anthony, late of Oklahoma, were worse. And number two, there are reports that Andrew Wiggins is complacent, that he doesn't work hard, he's lackadaisical. Uh, Jimmy Butler supposedly was bitching about that. One of the reasons he's not happy in Minnesota that guys are lazy, and he pointed at Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. If that is true, if that is true, then, then no, the Wolves should not be attached at the hip to to Andrew Wiggins. You know, you don't you don't want to be locked in to someone that's got bad work ethic because then they turn out to be like Carmelo Anthony, and you want you want nothing to do with players like that. All right, next. It looks like there's some like a. Uh... Haunted stuff going on in this. I know there. there's a light right above me that goes. It flickers on and off. I think it's the ghost of the old Denny's that used to be in this building. <laughs> yes. We're in an old Denny's where we do the show from. Yes, it's quite creepy. Uh, anyway. It is right. I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> and then, like, I reached up to try to. One time, I reached up to try to. I thought it was Ooh, loose. Yeah, bad idea. I burned my yeah. hand. Yeah. These things are so hot. Ten thousand degrees. Yes. yes. All right, so I don't even care. You know what? <laughs> it flickers on and off. The show's haunted. Maybe that's the ghost of Jeannie and Medford. I don't know. All right, what what's next? What All do right. we got here? A, uh, a report from Fox's very own John Morosi said that the Yankees have been eyeing the Angels pitching staff, assuming that they may be sellers at the trade deadline. Yeah. Now, Ben, I know that you would say that the Angels should be sellers at that's the deadline. That's right, yes. But do you think they will be sellers? Well, it is logical. Listen, I, I saw the Angels, you know, they're close. They, bad teams lose close games. They were in these games with the Dodgers. They lost uh, many of them. It is logical to think that the Angels would do it. Uh, a couple of thoughts on this. I mean, First of all, the Halos are playing winning baseball. The problem is they're in the American League. They're not in the National League. They're the fourth best team in the, in the American League West. You know, the fourth, in the division, they're the fourth place. They're 13 and a half games back at Houston. Uh, so, they, you know, at this point, you can't compete. And secondly, now, I am against trading star players for suspects. I, I wouldn't trade a star player for a suspect. But from what I understand, in, in John Morosi's report, the Angels would be dealing secondary players. I, I don't know why the Yankees would be trying to get Tyler Skaggs and Andrew Heaney and these guys. I don't, I don't know what that's all about. But if they want them... You know, they're willing to trade something. I, I don't think those players are X factors for the Angels. So, 
sure, why not? I mean, you can deal those guys from minor leaguers. They are replaceable in the rotation. Would I trade a star player to the Yankees who's under contract? No, I wouldn't do that. Now, if the, if the Yankees want Albert Pujols, I would trade him if you're the Angels. Absolutely. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass this edition. That is a winner in the dark as the light flickers. Oh, it's back on now. The light has turned back on. I have seen the light, Eddie. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go. It's the instant advice line. Unscreen radio. Who needs our advice this week? We usually pick an athlete, a prominent person in sports, or someone in the sports media. This week it's someone in the sports media that needs advice, needs guidance, needs wisdom, needs your advice and that would be Roberto, the new guy on the show. What is your advice to Roberto as he takes over for Danny G? It's He's got the job full-time. So what is your advice to Roberto on how to make the Ben Maller show great again? 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. What better way to welcome Roberto to the show than with unsolicited advice from the Lunatics. Uh, line one, you're live on the air. Hello, line one. Your advice to Roberto. Be strong and be a smart ass. Uh, line two, you're on the air. Advice to Roberto, line two. All right, line three. Hello, line three. You are on the air. Advice to Roberto, who's helping us out on the show now. All right, line three is not there. We'll try line four. You are next, line four. We're giving advice out to Roberto on how to make the Ben Maller show great again. Hello, line four. What the hell happened? No one's here. L- hello, are you there? Line one, hello. Roberto, where's my baseball? Oh, oh you're, right, yeah. <laughs> Roberto, do you know where the guy's baseball is, Roberto? No idea. No, Roberto, that's not the answer, Roberto. The baseball is at the All-Star Game in Washington, D.C. It's just outside the ballpark at a kiosk. Thank you, Ben Mallard. You're welcome. All right, thank you. I'm here. Line two, you're on the air. We're giving advice to Roberto. Hello, line two. Yeah, Roberto, you're stepping in some big shoes after Jake and Danny, so good luck to you, man. All right, that was very positive. Thank you. Yes, uh, line three. Hello, line three. We're giving advice to Roberto. Call retard Ralph Line. I don't know what that was. Line four, hello. Hey, Roberto, don't milk the cows. Let the cows milk you. All right. Yes. Line five, you are on the air. Hello, line five. Roberto, sleeve and overhot microphone. Line one, you're on the air. We're giving advice to Roberto. He's the new guy on the Ben Maller show. Help him out. Give him some wisdom. Line one. Well, I'm just happy the soccer's over. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Random line. Hello, random line. You're on the air. Oh, look, it's Cowboy John Brad. Line two. Hello, line two. Yes, Roberto. Tell, tell a blowhard. Line three, oh, you're spit on the it air. Out, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we don't have time for that. Line three, hello. More Genie sound drops. All right, much more Genie and Medford drops. Line four, hello. Never heard of him, Ben. All right, yeah, well, he's here now. 877-99 on Fox. We're giving advice to Roberto. He's the new guy on the show. Hello, line five. I would tell Roberto to quit. To quit, yes. That's that's solid advice. Hello, line six. You're on the air. Hello, line six. Oh, line six is not there. We'll go to line one. Your advice, line one, to Roberto, the new guy on the show. Don't bet Ben he don't pay. I could. What did he say? Don't bet Ben. He don't pay. No, I do pay. That's no, very accurate. No, that's, that's not that's pay. Does not pay. No, Roberto, you were, you're new. You're one of the Bennets. You're the first Bennett, Roberto. I'm honored to have you. Line two. Hello. Well, I'm going to follow up with that. Roberto, recurring. Any prediction? I couldn't understand. Maybe it's my headphones. Line three. Hello. Google image search. Marley Brinks. Line, line four, you're on the air. We're giving advice to Roberto. He's the new guy on the show. 
Anytime Blind Scott calls, hang up on that bitch. All right, Line 5, you're on the air. Not a fan of Blind Scott. Hello, Line 5. Ralph Urban's mom is flexible. All right, Line 1, you're on the air. Go. Never let real talk on the air. Never. No, that's not good advice. Hello, let's jump over to Line 6. Line 6, that's you. I see you ringing. Your advice to Roberto. Yeah, no, be a racist douchebag. All right, that's good advice. Lyle, uh, random line, hello. Roberto, get a buck from Blonde. Bucks of Blonde, that's Cowboy John. Hey, where advice. are the white women at? Uh, Montana. Hey, apologize to Weed Man Hippie. No, oh. no. <laughs> you apologize to me. That's how it works. You were, you disrespected the caller of the year title. You respect the shout. You didn't respect the shout. Line two, hello. Hi, am I on? <laughs> no, not anymore. Line, line, uh, line three, go. Yeah, make Ben Mallard show great again by getting a bunch of strippers in cocaine. Yeah, there you go. Right, last one, Coop, hurry up. Hookers in cocaine, five. Line five, you're on the air, go. No! Silence! Boo. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to—like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals it's not about being the best in the world it's about doing what's best for the world not available in idaho iowa or south dakota